is Edinburgh Student Radio Station. Fresher than ever. This is Fresh Air. Fresh Air is in the park. Hi, this is Sam and Dan. We're from Architects, so you're listening to Fresh Fresh Air at the world's biggest music festival. We're here for freshair.org.uk at the Latitude Festival. Fresh Air events. The biggest student club nights in Edinburgh. Brought to you by Fresh Air. Club grind, the only 90s and noughties R&B club night. Western show, the only 50s and 60s club night in Edinburgh. He's bringing you news and discussion from across campus and the world on Edinburgh Student Radio Station. And it's a good evening to the First Minister, Alex Salmond. Vous écoutez Fresh Air. on fire and there's no driver at the wheel and the sewers are all muddied with a thousand lonely suicides and a dark wind blows the government is corrupt and we're on so many drugs with the radio on and the curtains drawn trapped in the belly of this horrible machine and the machine is bleeding to death the sun has fallen down and the billboards are all leering and the flags are all dead at the top of their poles it went like this The buildings toppled in on themselves. Mothers clutching babies picked through the rubble and pulled out their hair. The skyline was beautiful on fire. stretching upwards, everything washed in a thin orange haze. I said, kiss me, you're beautiful. These are truly the last days. You grabbed my hand and we fell into it like a daydream or a fever.
one morning and fell a little further down. For sure it's the belly of death. I open up my wallet and it's full of blood. Okay, welcome back to Textual Feelings, the show where I take a book and I put a soundtrack to that book. Apologies for the technical issues there. I mean, I always have them, let's face it. I'm not sure what was, com- what was going on, but my voice wasn't coming out of the microphone. Anyway, so today's guest is Elliot. Hi. Hang on. I'm not sure you could hear that properly. Let me turn him up properly. Hello. There we go. There he is. Um, and... He has chosen The Road by Cormac McCarthy. Good book. Yeah, do you think? Yeah. That's why he chose it. Pretty good. Um, So I'm going to read a little summary of the book and then maybe ask Al why he chose this. So the Wikipedia article says, The Road is a 2006 novel by American writer Cormac McCarthy. It is a post-apocalyptic tale of a journey of a father and his young son over a period of several months across a landscape blasted by an unspecified cataclysm that has destroyed most of civilization and, in the intervening years, almost all life on Earth. The novel was awarded the 2007 Pulitzer Prize for Fiction and the James Tate Black Memorial Prize for Fiction in 2006. The book was adapted to a film with the same name in 2009, directed by John Hillcote. So, why did you pick this book? It's a good book, and (laughs) I liked it. It's probably one of the few books, certainly the first book, that that sort of gripped me. I was working over summer, and it was the only book I I ever carried around with me and was trying to read it whenever I could. I think I finished the whole thing in about a week, which uh, was pretty rare for me. I'm a really slow reader otherwise. Um, and it's pretty depressing. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I've started reading it and I've cried like twice and I never cry. I never cry at books. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty sad, but um, I think it's pretty engaging and sort of a good story and pretty emotional. And I experienced empathy while reading about the characters, which is... Sometimes I don't. When I'm reading a book, I, I, I sort of glaze over. Um, so that's why I picked it, because I thought it was quite a good emotional book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked it. It is definitely that. Yeah. So that first song that we played, what was that? That was The Dead Flag Blues by Godspeed You Black Emperor. Um, which I thought it's, it's, it's a post-apocalyptic yeah, you... song. Um captures the mood of the book pretty well and the general vibe um pretty apocalyptic sad it didn't ca- i think the book's got a uh, an element of it seems quite hopeless but i think it's actually kind of almost optimistic although maybe that's quite deep down it's, it's certainly not <laughs> <laughs> you have to it's, dig deep for that yeah I th- I th- it's pretty it's not it doesn't lay it out but I, th- I think it's a reasonably optimistic book, but the the, or at least you can you can get an optimistic theme from it. Okay. Um, whereas the Dead Flag Blues is you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, okay, so the next song we are playing is "Dirt Gently" by Cristobal Tapia de Vere. Yeah, this is from the soundtrack to to the Dirt Gently TV show. So this has the same sort of 
depressing vibe, but but I think captures the the sad optimism vibe a lot better. Okay, cool. So um, that is going to be the next thing that we're going to play. I can hear you drinking now. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot that there was a microphone in the room. No, I just didn't care. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm going to play... So I think the song is actually called Dirk Gently. I think it Maybe. might be. Yeah. Um, by Cristobal to Pierre de Vere.
So that was potentially Dirk Gently by Cristobal to Pierre de Vere. Apparently he's Dutch. Did you say he's Dutch? Probably Dutch. Probably Dutch. <laughs> We're all about the facts. Um, okay, yeah, no, I like that song. I thought it had... Bear in mind, I haven't actually heard most of these songs or um, listened to them properly before this show, so I'm hearing some of them for the first time too. And I think it's quite a... Um, I don't know, I think that song was quite calm and quite serene, which kind of sums up some of the book because there's kind of nothingness. The whole yeah. bit of the book is like nothingness. With like occasional, the, the song had occasional little like high bits that sounded a little bit chaotic, and I thought that was quite like the book in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's got a bit of an anxious feeling. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so next I'm just going to read you a little, it's a little tiny extract from the book, and then we're going to play you another song. Um, so one aspect of the book that I think is a really um, touching aspect, the most maybe heartbreaking aspect, is the relationship between the father and the son. Um, the son is quite young. I'm thinking like 10 or 8 yeah. or something like that. 10 would be my guess. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, there are these conversations he has with his father and he's in this post-apocalyptic world. Um, so I'm going to read you a little extract. He was a long time going to sleep. After a while, he turned and looked at the man. His face in the small light streaked with black from the rain like some old world thespian. Can I ask you something, he said. Yes, of course. Are we going to die? Sometime, not now. And we're still going south? Yes. So we'll be warm? Yes. Okay. Okay what? Nothing, just okay. Go to sleep. Okay. I'm going to blow out the lamp, is that okay? Yes, that's okay. And then later in the darkness, can I ask you something? Yes, of course you can. What would you do if I died? If you died, I'd want to die too. So you could be with me? Yes, so I could be with you. Okay. So, that was a little extract from the book there. Um, you can see now that it's not a cheery book. Yeah, that's one of the more happy bits, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so um, the next song we're going to play is Ain't No Grave by Johnny Cash. Why did you pick this one, Al? Um, well, it's The Road has a... They're walking south for most of it. Um, and they're sort of always walking each day going south. And Ain't No Grave has a sort of marching vibe. Uh, there's some sort of chain percussion that, that has a real a real marching rhythm to it. Um, sort of a depressing endless march. I think the song was in Django Unchained and sort of filled a similar role there. Um, and the lyrics are sort of meditation on the end of life and going to heaven and doing good and that kind of thing. So it fit pretty well. Sweet. Okay. So Ain't No Grave by Johnny Cash. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. 
When I hear that trumpet sound, I'm gonna rise right out of the ground. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. Well, look way down the river, and what do you think I see? I see a band of angels, and they're coming after me. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. Well, look down yonder, Gabriel. Put your feet on the land and see. But Gabriel, don't you blow your trumpet till you hear from me. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. meet me meet me in the middle of the air and if these wings don't fail me i will meet you anywhere ain't no grave can hold my body down there ain't no grave can hold my body down well meet me mother and father meet me down the river road and mama, you know that I'll be there when I check in, my lord. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. So that was Ain't No Grave by Johnny Cash. Um, I really love that song. Very good. Yeah, I've, I don't, it's one of those songs where I feel like I don't know how I know it so well, but I do know it well. Yeah. But not well enough to know that, uh, the, I, we were discussing it earlier and I didn't know half the lyrics and I thought it was kind of about a different thing than it was about. Whoops. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. All right, so um, maybe we'll play another song and then after that, Another little extract. I'm feeling, I'm feeling that. Um, so this one has got a great name. <laughs> <laughs> Smoldering Corpse Bar Theme by Mark Morgan. Can you explain this, please? Yeah, so this is a theme from a video game called Planescape Torment. Um, and the, so the whole game has a sort of uh, regret and pain sort of the central themes and sort of meaning around that and you know meaning in a regretful painful world and there's this uh, bar you come to that's just sort of full of really depressed loners um, and this song plays in it and I think it, it it's got a very hollow sound uh, and I don't really understand how it's got that but it's very hollow sounding and I think that captures the, the way the characters are uh, very... The characters in the book 
are sort of living their lives, but they never seem to really enjoy it that much, apart from a few moments, and the whole existence seems a little hollow, and I think the song gets that. Sweet. Sorry about that feedback there. I think that was my fault. Um, okay, let's play it. Smouldering Corpse Bar theme. Mark Morgan. From George Square to King's Buildings, from Potterow to Pleasant. Welcome back to Textual Feelings, the show where I take a book and I put a soundtrack to that book. And this week's is The Road by Cormac McCarthy. And we have guest here, Elliot. Good book. (laughs) Yeah, great. Yeah, great book. Um, And yeah, we just played a theme from a video game. Yeah. Smouldering Corpse in a Bar. Smouldering Corpse Bar. Smouldering Corpse Bar theme from (laughs) Planescape Torment. Thank you. Um, so yeah, and now I think we're going to read a little extract from the book, yeah? Yeah, um, so one thing that runs through the book is sort of memory and dreams, mm-hmm. and I think he, the guy's kind of tormented by his memories and his dreams, which are much brighter and more colourful than the world around him, the real world's full of ash and is very grey and dead, and he keeps mem- remembering mm. and having dreams about the past, uh, so this is a little bit about that. Rich dreams now, which he was loath to wake from. Things no longer in the world. The cold, dro- the cold drove him forth to mend the fire. Memory of her crossing the lawn towards the house in the early morning, in a thin rose gown that clung to her breasts. He thought each morning, it, he thought each memory recalled must do some violence to its origins, as in a party game. Say the word and pass it on. So be sparing. 
what you alter in the remembering has a reality, known or, known or not. Nice. That's a really good extract. I haven't got to that bit in the book yet, but um, you're, definitely, you're definitely right in that the memories and the dreams in the book and that sort of thing are a lot more... Like, I imagine them much more colourfully, I think, than I yeah. imagine the rest of the book. And that's really impressive that he manages to get you to actually imagine them in different kind of colours. Yeah, the way he describes them is very different. Yeah, so um, the next song that Elle has chosen is... Um, Oh Children, yeah. Oh Children by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Yeah, the, this... I've never really figured what this song is about. Um, as far as I can tell, it's something like about uh, the sort of loss of innocence of children and of parents letting down their children and, and the inevitability of their corruption and that kind of well, thing. Well, that's very pertinent then. <laughs> well, if that's what it's about, it's pertinent. If not, then, you know, who knows? <laughs> okay, so... Here's O Children by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. That lovely little girl My dear, my darling one The cleaners are coming one by one You don't even want to let them start the butcher's flow of your broken little heart Children. forgive us now for what we've done started out as a bit of fun here, take these before we run away. The keys to the gulag. And poor old Jim They're gathering round With all my friends We're older now And the light is dim And you are only Just beginning 
the answer to all your fears It's short, it's simple, it's crystal clear It's roundabout and it's somewhere here Last amongst our winning So that was O Children by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. And um, what we were just talking about there was um, the way the present day is described as very, very grey, but the um, memories and the dreams are, are kind of quite vivid in colour and that sort of thing. And um, I remembered that there was this bit in the book that I was reading last night that um, 
it was a it was an odd break in that there was um, a bit where he could see fires um, and it was such a different bit of the book it really really stood out to me so I'll read you the little extract and see if you can see what I mean and you know you can see if you can see what I mean Al, as well when he woke again it was still dark but the rain had stopped a smoky light out there in the valley he rose and walked out along the ridge a haze of fire that stretched for miles he squatted and watched it he could smell the smoke he wet his finger and held it to the wind. When he rose and turned to go back, the tarp was lit from within where the boy had wakened. Sighted there in the darkness, the frail blue shape of it looked like some pitch of some last venture at the end of the world, something all but unaccountable. And so it was. Um, yeah. And then it says, all the day they followed, they traveled, <laughs> all the day following, they traveled through the drifting haze of wood smoke. In the drawers, the smoke coming off the ground like mist and the thin black trees burning on the slopes like stands of heathen candles. Late in the day, they came to a place where the fire had crossed the road, and the macadam, macadam was still warm, and further on it began, began to soften underfoot. The hot black mastics stuck, sucking at their shoes and stretching in thin bands as they stepped. They stopped. We'll have to wait, he said. And I thought that bit was interesting because it was talking about fires, and it's still quite ashy and grey in that way, but it's like a bit warmer than the rest of the book. Yeah, and he was he was, he was describing colours other than grey, which is pretty rare. <laughs> and um, even the the part about smelling smelling wood smoke the next day, and I think he describes it as rich at some point, a rich smell of wood smoke. And even that bit is like a, a rep uh, rep uh, uh, <laughs> that word for a break from something. <laughs> reprieve. <laughs> reprieve from the, the sort of dull smoky uh, ashy air that they're talking about through the whole book <laughs> yeah 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 I, I totally agree and I think that it's um, I don't know I think that it's uh, it kind of shows how that he can make both sets of weather threatening because throughout the book the cold and the snow and the rain is all very very threatening but then in that bit the heat is kind of quite threatening and oppressive as well yeah and, I think and that's there's even a part early on where they come across a guy who's been struck by lightning and his shoes are all melted and he's, he's looking pretty worse for wear. Yeah. And uh, throughout the book, there's people who, who have been messed up in some kind of way by some kind of force of nature. Yeah, and actually that segments, that's not the right word, segues. segues. <laughs> it's like the exact opposite. <laughs> um, and that segues really well into the next song, uh, which is Far From Any Road by the Handsome Family. Yeah, um, it does, that was nice. Yeah, Good see what there. I did there. Um, um, <laughs> the computer's just kind of switched off. Oh, maybe it's back on again. Um, yeah, so can you tell me why you picked the Handsome Families? Song. So this is a really nice song. Um, it's about a couple of people in the desert and a sort of deadly flower that they're they're trying to find. And it was also used in the theme for True Detective, which has some similar vibes of sort of a really miserable world full of sort of suffering and corruption and misery, but has an ultimately optimistic anti-nihilist view of life. And I think both True Detective and the song and The Roads have a sort of theme of, of human nature against the forces of nature and, and how they compete and, and whether or not it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that um, 
both both the book and the song are quite like you could take a lot of meaninglessness from them but yeah. ultimately they're not and i think that's a really good point so far from any road by the handsome family i love this You're listening to Edinburgh's student radio station. This is Fresh Air. Okay, welcome back to Textual Feelings. Um, So this week we're doing The Road by Cormac McCarthy um, and Elliot is our guest. And we just played Far From Any Road by The Handsome Family. Um, And now we've got, you know, our couple of last songs coming up. Um, maybe, hmm, maybe I'll read an extract after our next song. How does that sound? Good. Yeah. Okay, so why did you pick Cool Water by the Talking Heads? Well, Talking Heads are my favourite band, so I thought they, they deserve to be represented. And this is one of their very few sad songs, uh, especially later on in their careers. It was almost entirely sort of major key, happy, poppy stuff. Um, this one was a sort of rare, sad song. 
and it's got a lot of references to sort of painful, endless work. Um, I think he's talking about slavery, but I think the song's still apropos um, to the sort of endless, monotonous work without much hope that mm. this book has. Yeah, that is a definite, definite feeling in the yeah. book. You're kind of like, why are you still bothering? But he carries on. Yeah. Okay, so Cool Water by the Talking Heads.
Okay, that was Cool Water by The Talking Heads. Um, I really like that. I've never heard that song before. Nice choice. Cheers. Um, so I thought I would pick another little extract to read for you and then we can explain the last song that Elliot has picked out today. Um, so this um, extract is from quite near the beginning of the book and it's about um, the boy having, the little boy in the book having a bad dream. So here we go. He woke whimpering in the night and the man held him. Shh, he said. Shh, it's okay. I had a bad dream. I know. Should I tell you what it was? If you want to. I had this penguin that you wound up and it would waddle and flap its flippers. And we were in that house that we used to live in and it came around the corner but nobody had wound it up and it was really scary. Okay. It was a lot scarier in the dream. I know, dreams can be really scary. Why did I have that scary dream? I don't know, but it's okay now. I'm going to put some wood on the fire. You go to sleep. The boy didn't answer. Then he said, the winder wasn't turning. Um, so I like that extract because firstly it shows a very like just the childlike nature of the boy because he's asking all these questions and he doesn't understand what's going on and he wants to find out but he doesn't get it. And I think that's very maybe reflective of the man in it as well. The man doesn't know what's going on in this post-apocalyptic world. Um, but I also thought that it was interesting because the bit that's scaring the boy is not the penguin itself, it's the, th how it's moving, it, it not being wound up by anyone and the winder not turning can't be explained. It's the unexplainable nature of what's happening and the unpredictable nature that's most scary. And I think that that's reflective of the way the world is represented in the book. Like, it can't be explained and, and um, no one knows what's going to happen next. Um, so I thought that was a really... Um, interesting quote. Did you did you like that bit, Al? Yeah, it's good. I think um, not very good at analysing dreamy bits, but I think there's a or something going on there with the sort of they're, they're they're endlessly walking, and he's dreaming about this penguin that's walking without any reason or, or sort of motive force, with the the winders not turning, and and he doesn't understand why, and it scares him. And I th I think there's probably some parallels there to the to the fact that they're always walking and they don't really understand where they're going and, and they're, mm -hmm. they're walking on this sort of vague, slightly hollow hope that going down south or towards the coast will make things better. Yeah, very much so. Um, so the last song that you've picked is Cold Cold Ground by Tom Waits. Can you explain this one? Yeah, well, this is probably my favourite song ever and it's really good. Um, there's not much else to say about it. I think it contains elements of all the sort of stuff we've been talking about um, with a sort of very melancholy sound, but still still some optimism in there somewhere and some hopeful nature, but it's, it's a sort of hopefulness that's tied very much to the, to the melancholy aspect. It's not, not separate from it. Nice explanation. Okay, so this is Cold Cold Ground by Tom Waits. And thank you very much for listening. I think that's probably all from us now. Cheers. Thanks, Elliot. <laughs> Thank you.
There's a bell in the tower, Uncle Ray all around. Don't worry about the army in the cold, cold ground. Cold, cold ground. Cold, cold ground. Cold, cold ground. Now don't be a crybaby when there's wood in the shed. There's a bird in the chimney and a stone in my bed. The roads washed out, we passed the bottle around and weighed in the arms of the cold, cold ground. The cold, cold ground. The cold, cold ground. The cold, cold ground. There's a ribbon in the willow, there's a tire swing rope, and a briar patch of berries taking over the slope. The cattle sleep in the mailbox and we'll never go to town till we bury every dream in the cold, cold ground. In the cold, cold ground. The cold, cold ground. In the cold, cold ground. Bring a dollar with you, baby, in a gold. 